I'd like to read in the Gospel of John and chapter 14 tonight. Remember the meeting tomorrow night as well at 7.30, the planned meeting for closing this series. It'd be great to see you back. John chapter 14, and we're going to begin here at verse 5. John 14 and 5, Thomas said unto him, Thomas said unto Jesus, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. I'll just read verse 6 again. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. In these meetings, what we have been trying to notice is some of the great things about the good news. The word gospel means good news, great news, glad tidings. And we've been trying to notice in these three weeks what's so great about it. And the three things that we have noticed are actually all three found in this verse. We have noticed the first week that it is great because it is true. If it wasn't true news, it would not be good news. It must first of all be true. We notice the second week that it's great because it transforms lives. People, when they believe the gospel, when they accept the Lord Jesus, their lives are never the same. Their lives are transformed. They are changed. The Bible says this, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. They are born again. And so the second thing we notice is that it transforms. And this week we've been trying to notice that the great thing about the gospel is that it's very simple. You don't need a semester on God, another semester on sin, another semester on Christ, another semester on the atonement, another semester about heaven. And then after you go through these six-year course, then you can be saved. People can be saved in one gospel meeting. You could be saved tonight. You could be saved tonight. And so it's a very simple message. And what we have in this verse are all three. As far as the honesty of the message, the Lord Jesus says this, I am the truth. As far as the reality of the message, the Lord Jesus says this, to change lives, I am the life. And as far as the simplicity of the message, the Lord says this, I'm the way. All three of these great things about the gospel found in this verse. And we are going to look at that first one, I am the way. You know, we uh, have been listening (laughs) on many of our drives here to a lot of uh, nursery songs for some reason. And one of the ones that we listen to goes like this. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no growing. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus said. The way to go, the truth so that we can know, and the life so that we can grow. All three in this verse. I want to look at it in just three ways tonight, just an opening for Johnny. I want to notice the distance that demands the way. I want to notice the price that provided the way. 
and the sign that secures the way. The distance that demanded it, the price that provided it, and the sign that secured it. As far as the distance that demanded it, the first question you must ask is, why does there even need to be a way to heaven? Why is it not that we live, and yes, we die, and then all of us in this room, because we are human beings, because we know that God loves the world, because God has made us, why is it that all of us don't just go to heaven? Why must there be a way? And what what I want you to notice again is that there is distance that demands it. The Bible says this, that because of sin, we are at a distance from God. It doesn't take a hundred sins or a thousand sins. The Bible says one sin makes us guilty. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. Heaven is God's home. We cannot be there with sin. And so sin has put us at a distance. Now, when I say the distance that demands the way, I'm not saying that God is any way, God himself is obliged, that somehow he, we are making demands on him. I'm just saying that if any of us are ever going to be in heaven, there must be a way to get there. Because in our sins, we cannot get there. We cannot get there as we are. We cannot get there because of the crimes that we have done against God. We have offended him. And sin has separated us from God. Sin has cut the link. The first man who committed the first sin, sin cut the link between him and God and put him at a distance from God. And ever since then, all of us have been at a distance from God. And we've proved that by how we have lived. You know, much of the gospel, as we go through these meetings almost three weeks now, much of the gospel message is really, if you, especially if you're a Christian here or if you come and listen, uh, really it's very much the same. We're not here to tell you anything new tonight. This is not going to be something all of a sudden, wow, I never heard that in three weeks. I mean, this is the same message. The problem is that when we try to emphasize that there's a way to heaven and the way that has been paid for and the way that has been provided, the problem is there's a lot of people in these meetings and they've never seen themselves at a distance from God. You've never seen that you actually need a way. You know, one of the surprises, and I, uh, Johnny's been involved in gospel work far longer than me, but in my little experience, one of the surprises that I find is that people don't, they don't trust Christ or they, don't, they, they aren't saved, not because they don't feel sinful. or They, they feel very righteous. There are people, and uh, the, let me put it another way. There are people who feel sinful, and often those are the ones who are the first to be saved. There are people who have done awful things. They have done things that none of you in this room have done. And often, when they come to gospel meetings like this, they are the first to be saved. Because they learn about a man who came to save sinners. They learn about a man who died for ungodly people. They learn about a man who came to save us when we were helpless. And so sinners, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Sinners who feel themselves as sinful are often the ones who are Saved and early on, sometimes in their very first meeting. But the reason many people can go through weeks of meetings like this and not be saved is because they don't feel sinful enough. There's no reason why there needs to be a way between me and heaven. I haven't offended God that bad. I don't feel like I've offended him that bad. 
I deserve to be in heaven. I expect to be in heaven. The Bible says this, that there is only one way to get there, and you need that way. You cannot go there on your own. And people, they do not believe uh, what God has said. When God has said that there is none righteous, not even one. When God has said that there is none good, not even one. When God has said that all our righteous things that we do, all our good things are like filthy rags, people don't accept that. They don't believe that. And they think they'll get to heaven on their own. They think they'll get to heaven their way. But that will never get you there. That's why the Lord Jesus says, I am the way. There's a distance that demands it. And unless in this meeting you understand that you are at a distance from God, then there is no good news. This is good news for sinners. This is good news for the ungodly. This is good news for the lost. But the Lord Jesus said it the best. He said, they that are healthy, they don't need a doctor. But those who are sick. And unless you understand, I am at a distance from God, therefore I need a way to get there, you will never be in heaven. And you need to understand that distance. And so the distance that demands that we are separated from God because of our sin. But the price that provided it, the Lord Jesus said, I am the way. You know, in order to make this way, it was very costly for God. This was not a cheap way. This is a very costly way. To make this way, God had to give his own son. This would have to be a way where sin, that is separating us from God, would be dealt with. And there was only one way to deal with sin. It would take somebody who never sinned, who is eternal, so that he can suffer infinitely for sin. And then he would have to suffer and die for sin. And there's only one way. There's only one person in the universe who could touch the throne of God and still touch the the hand of man. Jesus Christ. Only one who is eternal. Only one who never sinned. Only one who could go outside of the city of Jerusalem, be crucified to the cross, be punished for sin, be judged for our sin, to deal with the problem. It was a very, uh, it was a very costly price. It was a very expensive way. Many people have given their lives to create bridges. If you study history, I know even the Mackinac Bridge, people lost their lives to make that bridge between the uh, upper and lower peninsula. But this is the most expensive bridge that has ever been provided. Christ. It cost him his life. On the cross, he died. And he suffered to provide the way. The Bible says this, that the Lord, that we who had gone our own way, All of us who are like sheep who had gone our own way. The Lord laid on him the judgment for us all. He was being punished. And those of us who are at a distance from God, those of us who deserve to remain at that distance forever, the Bible says this about Christ. He was put at a distance from God. He said on the cross, My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned away from me? He was put at a distance from God so that he could bridge the way from God to you. Very costly way. A price that provided it. 
But I want you to notice the sign that secured it. You know, this statement really of the Lord Jesus is one of the ones that we use when we go around and talk to people in the city. We've used it already when we talk to people who say that Jesus was a good man and we respect him. But uh, we don't believe that he was God and we don't believe that we don't follow all the things about Christianity, but he was a good teacher. And Johnny actually used it on a guy just, just around the neighborhood here, and we've used it often. How can somebody who is a good man, a moral man, a man with all of his faculties, how can that person say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one is coming to the Father except by me? That man must either be crazy or he must be somebody who is just trying to deceive everyone or he must actually be the way. And those are the three options presented. He cannot be just a good man and not be the way. There's another man who was talking about this and he says this. There's people who say Jesus is one of the ways. And, and, they, ask, and they ask him, how do you know he's one of the ways? Well, he says, I, I am the way. But they say, yeah, but the same verse says that there's no other way. He says, I'm the way. And no one's coming to the Father except by me. You see, so he cannot be a way without being the only way. You see the verse? He must be either the only way or no way at all. You see that? He says, I am the way. The same verse says, no one's getting to the Father. No one's coming to God. No one's getting to heaven except by me. He must either be the only way or no way at all. And those are the two options that we must, we must be faced with. And so it was a very big claim. I mean, just imagine, just imagine the millions of people in this world who are following their ways to heaven. And they have their gods, and they have their paths. And just imagine somebody saying this, I am the only way. You say, well, there better be something, some kind of a proof, some kind of a ground, some kind of a foundation that makes us sure you're the only way. And there was. There was one sign that secured it. You see, after the Lord Jesus died on the cross, after saying things like this, that I am the only way, he promised those people there who asked him for a sign. He said, I'll give you one sign. Just like Jonah was in the heart uh, or was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, I will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights and on the third day rise again. That was the sign that he linked to everything that he said. That was the sign that he linked to this. And so if God is going to raise Jesus from the dead, now just imagine this. Imagine somebody coming back from the dead. If God is going to raise Jesus from the dead, he is going to then prove that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And you know what happened on the third day? God did raise his son from the dead. God raised him from the dead. God was verifying to us and to all the world that he is the only way to heaven. That means that if the Hindu, and I have family members who are Hindus, if they die without Christ, they will not be in heaven. And that goes for every other religion. There is one way. Why? Because this was the only way that dealt with sin, right? Sin is why we are at a distance. Sin is why we need a way. And this is the only way that dealt with sin. Christ died for our sins. No other religion has dealt with sin. 
They have tried to do things to counter sin, but nothing has dealt with sin. This is the only way that has dealt with sin to the satisfaction of God. Remember last night, that is who must be satisfied when it comes to sin. And Christ is the only way who has dealt with sin. And he has proved it, God has proved it, by his resurrection. And so the message of the Bible is is very simple. There is one way to heaven. If you're going to be in heaven, you will be coming by this way. Despite all our differences, if you're a believer here, you and I have this in common. We have come by the one way. We're on the same road. There is one way to heaven. There are millions of ways to hell. There are people today, and they're on the way to hell. That's the fun way. They're having as much fun as they can on the way to hell. There are other people, and they're on the indifferent way to hell. They don't really care about their sin. They don't really care about God. He's an afterthought. Maybe we'll think about him when it's Christmas time. But apart from that, we're just going to live our own lives. There's the indifferent way, and it leads to hell. There's the religious way to hell. That way is filled with praying and churches and feasts and festivals and good works, but it leads to hell. There's the popular way to hell. I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. But there's only one way to heaven. You know, the Bible says this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. The Bible describes to us that people, you and I as human beings, we see ways that seem right, but God is telling us There's only one way to get to heaven, and it's through Christ. Through what he has done on the cross, through suffering for sin, our distance bridged by the Lord Jesus through what he did on the cross. He is the only way to heaven. And so the sign that secured it, it was that he rose again. This is a big claim, I hope you understand. We are saying that every other religion in this world is wrong. We are saying that there is no other way to heaven. And so if you, after this meeting, if you can open this Bible, and you can show me how Jesus, when he said he was the only way, somehow didn't mean it, I'd be very happy to know. He is the only way to heaven. And you must, if you're going to be in heaven, you must come this way. And so the final question I'll put to you is this. Not just the distance that demanded the way, And the price that provided the way. And the sign of the resurrection that secured the way. The final question is, what will you do with the way? What will you do with the way? Will you take God at his word? Will you trust Christ? Will you step onto the way? Or will you pass by and reject the way? Those are the two options tonight. A person can either depend on God's word. God's word says that I'm at a distance from him. And I deserve to be punished because of that distance. God's word also says Christ has bridged the distance and suffered for my sins. And if you take God at his word and you step onto the way, you will be in heaven. You know, this verse actually, it was not meant to stir up all kinds of conflict and controversy. The Lord Jesus began this chapter by saying, let not your heart be troubled. This was a verse to encourage people. To strengthen people. You know, you could find it very encouraging tonight. If there is somebody here and you have stepped on to the way, if you have stepped onto the solid rock of what Christ has said and what he has done, you could be encouraged from this verse. 
That if you are on the way, you will meet God as Father. That's a good thing. To be on the way. But if you reject this way, if you reject it for whatever reason, if you turn away from it, my friend, there is no other way. There is no other way for you to be in heaven. You know, one of the things that I've had to do since coming here to Livonia that I haven't had to do in a, in a little bit of time is use my Google Maps app like almost every day. <laughs> and I've had to look up different houses and different places and constantly. And you know what I do? This is an app created by Google, whoever owns that. And I just put in so-and-so's address or such-and-such Stark Road Gospel Hall, and I click go. And you know what it says? It gives me a way. It gives me a way to go to the Gospel Hall. And you know what I do? I follow it. It could be wrong. I've heard stories where it's led people into a dead end, and they're like, oh. it could be wrong, but I follow it. I don't look at the little uh, GPS, and it says, okay, you go this way. And I say, yeah, well, I don't know if that's right, and I go my own way. I follow what this computer on my phone says. And you, you probably do the same thing. And yet God, who knows the end from the beginning, God who has created you, God who knows eternity, God whose heaven is his home, God who knows the people who are in hell today, the God who says that there is one way to heaven and it's Jesus Christ, the God who is providing you the way to get there. People sit looking at that direction that's given to them, indifferent. Uncaring. You take God at his word. You step onto this way. And you will be saved. And I'll just say this. You know, the life on the way, it's not always an easy life. There are difficulties and trials. But the great thing about this way is it leads home. Home. Heaven. It's a great thing to be on the way. And as we sang, millions have reached that blissful shore. Their trials and their labors are o'er. And yet there's room for millions more. Will you go? Take God at his word. Trust the way. And you will be saved.